Oh my God, before we start the episode, I am so excited. I just had a big cry. It's a happy cry because you will not believe this, but the podcast has just hit two million downloads. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yo. Okay. I've just found out from my incredible podcast team that our podcast, this podcast is listened to in 207 countries. Yo. What? We have like 65,000 downloads a month and we've just hit 2 million downloads. I cannot even begin to tell you how I feel. I remember when we did our 1 million download podcast. I am going to do something special for this, but I just genuinely, I need you to hear me come close to the speaker. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for sending it to your girlfriends, your daughters, your sisters, your your aunties, your cousins, your grandmas. Thank you so much for choosing to listen to my podcast. I cannot thank you enough. Honestly, I freaking love you. I hope you enjoy this episode. I just really quickly wanted to celebrate the news with you, my amazing listener. I love you, sister. Hola, hola. It's your girl, Erica from America. Welcome to the Confidence Chronicles podcast. This podcast is all about helping you stand in who you are. Stop giving a fuck what people think about you. Start standing as your fully expressed self. As you are, queen, as is, there is no filter needed. You are fucking awesome. And I am here to remind you. I'm a confidence coach, a business mentor, a speaker, an author, and I am obsessed with women standing up, showing up, and creating their confidence. And I cannot wait to dig into today's episode with you. Hello, my love. What is going on? I am so happy that you're here. I have had a whirlwind of a month. Oh my God, next level November was fire. It was amazing. We had some amazing ass women join our programs. I sold so many books, book bundles. Y'all are getting confidence for Christmas. Let me tell you right now. So if you were one of those women, thank you for supporting me. And welcome to our damn tribe. It's so exciting. And also, I got to say, the year is almost over. Like, what? Like, yo, I can't. This year has just been so huge and so crazy. And I haven't given you like a recap, but there's been a lot of drama going on with my mom and her being in the hospital, then her getting released from the hospital, but not being fully ready to be released from the hospital. And so, yeah, there's been a lot. It's been really hectic over here at the Queen of Confidence HQ, moving in, buying our house, just all the things. It's like everything came at once. So I don't know about you, but I am looking forward to 2022 being over, having a damn break. I hope you have a break, the holiday season break. So we could just freshen up, right? <laughs> Take a breather for 2023. So with that said, I wanted to discuss today's episode. And I'll tell you where this topic and this idea came from. I am studying. I don't know if you know, but I am in college. Your girl is studying. 
I am studying psychotherapy and I'm loving it. I don't know if I'll do the bachelor's or the diploma, not sure yet, but I'm definitely studying and I love it. And in my school, there's a lot of young people. I'm like a the oldest probably, no, I mean, I'm the oldest, hold on, there's other older students, but I am an adult learner, definitely. I'm 39 years old. There are a few others who are around my age, but mainly there's young kids that have started college. They're going to university and they're getting their degrees. And the topic of social media comes up a lot. And I notice myself getting angry when social media comes up in conversation because I feel most of us blame Instagram, TikTok, whatever, Facebook, Twitter. I feel like we blame these social media platforms for why we have bad habits, why we, you know, compare ourselves. We blame it for our mood swings and why we're negative, why our kids are numbed out. I feel like social media cops a lot of blame. That social dilemma. I think I did two podcasts on social media already. That would make this the third. If you want to listen to those, I will link them in the show notes. The first one is, is social media killing your confidence? That was like my first year in business. I remember that episode. The second one is, does social media have to be a dilemma? That was really inspired off of that Netflix documentary, The Social Dilemma. And this one, I'm doing this one because while I've been at school, I've noticed a pattern. And I will say, I've told you before on the podcast, if I am wrong, your girl will let you know, like, yo, I was wrong. I don't think that anymore. And I'm not going to say I was fully wrong, but I was misunderstanding the how big the topic of social media really is for our young people and for people on planet Earth right now. So I was in the camp of Take responsibility. Like it is a neutral platform. If you are using it, you are the user. Therefore, you get a say in how you use it. And I do believe that. However, some new information has come to my fingertips. So while I'm in school studying, I was reading this book, and I think I told you guys about this book two episodes ago called The Coddling of the American Mind. Holy shit. This book is amazing. Has nothing to do with like creating confidence, but everything to do with what's going on with our youth, the cancel culture, the witch hunting, the polarization, the anti-fragility, all that shit, right? It's amazing. It's just an interesting book. So I've been listening to that. And in there is a topic around social media and just the research that they found about social media and how some young people, it's ruining their lives, girls, especially women and girls more than boys, and how for other people, social media is a savior and it's supporting them. So there's research in both camps, which you can find. And if you're interested in this, or if you have young people, teenagers, young people in your life who have an issue with this, or maybe elderly people, let me go ahead and tell you, Elderly people are having issues with Facebook. They'd be scrolling all damn night long with their iPads in bed. That is also becoming a problem. So if this is of any interest to you, I highly recommend getting that book, doing some more research on it, pulling up some of the articles. There's so much interesting research on social media and the effects on us as human beings for using social media. So I was in the camp that was like, yo, take responsibility because I love taking responsibility for my life because that means I'm empowered to change what I don't like. But in class, I spoke to this young lady. She was lovely. And she was sharing how she's deleted Instagram, went off the app, then went back on the app, then deleted it again, then was like, fuck, I need to get on it. Okay, I'm getting off it again. And just as an observer, without being a coach or a therapist, I was like, damn, there's a real toxic situation going on with that, that you get off, you get on it. 
Let me know. If this happened to you, I'm on social media. Now I'm off for 30 days. Oh shit, I'm back. No, I'm going to delete TikTok. No, I'm going back to it. And I'm interested in this because I think that a lot of us have an addiction, a issue, a love-hate relationship, some toxicity patterns going on when it comes to social media. And in listening to this girl, I could feel my bias. I could feel my judgment. I could feel my, yeah, but girl, take responsibility. You're responsible, blah, 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 blah. And then she shared with me what this was doing to her and the anxiety she was getting and the depression and all these things that were happening. And then we read this book and there's articles in the book. And then I went into like a nose freaking deep dive into all these other articles I found online because I wanted to get some compassion and understanding and empathy for what was going on. And here's where I'm changing my mind. Yes, we're responsible. Yes, as adults. Yes, as powerful creators that we are, we need to take responsibility. However, this is the new shit. Who the fuck taught you how to use Instagram? Who taught you how to use TikTok? Who taught you about Facebook regulations? Who taught you about circadian rhythms, about blue light, about melatonin production, about cortisol? Who taught you that? Who taught you that your three-year-old using an iPad is a terrible idea? Who told you that? Who gave you that education? Anybody? Anybody? No, I didn't get it either. (laughs) The problem is that This shit has come in to our lives day to day, has become a part of our existence. I think it's iGen. They call them iGen because it's like the generation that grew up with an iPhone in their pocket. They grew up. Can you imagine if you're like my age? I'm 39. I was born in 83. Imagine you were 80s baby, right? 70s baby. And you did not grow up with a phone in your pocket. No internet. Yo, these kids are growing up with a phone in their pocket. The internet. Instagram in high school. That shit sounds like a disaster. Like high school is hard enough. And now you got Instagram. Now you got Snapchats and shit. Oh my God. So I sound like an old ass person. And I promise you I'm not. I'm with it, people. Young people listening to my podcast, Erica Kramer is cool and she is with it. However, I will say, I started to think, holy shit, if we didn't get educated on this as parents, I have two boys, young boys, five and seven, And I have friends with teenagers, girls, boys, doesn't matter, non-binary teenagers, okay? If we don't know how the fuck to use this and we didn't get educated on it, who is teaching our kids? Who is teaching young people about this? How are companies regulating this? And, you know, with employees, there is no education. And so as much as I want to be like, take responsibility, stop deleting the app, getting back on the app, stop saying goodbye, everyone, I'm leaving this big ass announcement to only be back in 30 days and be addicted to social media again. Instead, I'm like, how can we educate ourselves now? Because this shit ain't going away. It's going to go harder. There's going to be more of this. And I'm like in the camp of I hate TikTok. Now, do I think it's fun to watch five seconds clips and laugh and whatever bullshit? Cool. Maybe it's fun. Maybe people like it and they're swiping and swiping and swiping. I'm just like, there is a dopamine problem going on and I don't want to add to that shit. And also, I love me some long form. I've been talking to you for like nine minutes already. I have more to fucking say. Never mind nine seconds. So there's only so much for me that I think I can get across as a service provider, as a coach, as a therapist, as someone that wants to change the world, as a business coach. If I'm going to give you any kind of coaching or mentoring or advice, I really struggle to do that shit in 15 seconds. That said, yes, I do reels. Yes, I do this shit. However, I don't know that I could depend my whole 
content idea on this platform or if I would love to be adding to the multiple videos that people just literally took you five hours to do that fucking reel. Swipe in five seconds. Next one, next one. I'm just like, oh, it hurts my heart a little bit. So why am I sharing this? I'm sharing this because a few things. What I've noticed is, number one, education matters, okay? Awareness matters. Check in with yourself. Do you have an issue with social media? Are you always, always on your phone? Are you looking to your phone? Are you refreshing even though you already looked Are you checking? Are you looking? Are you up all night? Is that shit in your face when you wake up? I think um, Brendan Burchard had a stat that was like 86% of people when they first wake up within the first fucking three minutes of being awake, they check their phone and they scroll. Now, I'm not trying to be cute over here and be perfect, but I do not do that. I can't do that. That will drive me insane because I'm on my phone a lot and I love Instagram and I love y'all's messages, but I would not be able to do that. But I know a lot of people that wake up in the morning and that shit's in their face. They're scrolling. They're looking at comments. That shit ain't good for us when we wake up in the morning. And I know a lot of people that go to bed and then their phone's in the bed and they're doing that at night. Okay. So I'm bringing this up because it's important, number one, to get awareness. Are you addicted to looking at your phone? Are you addicted to scrolling and numbing out on social media? Number one, check in. Is that something that you are doing? No shame in the game, boo. Nobody taught you how to use this damn addictive ass thing that now literally your phone is everything. I lost my phone like a week ago, two weeks ago for a hot minute and I was crying. (laughs) Like tears coming down my face, grown ass woman crying, not because of the damn phone, but all the pictures in it. And I just got the new iPhone 14 and this shit is like a content creator. It's how I impact. It's how I call my family. It's so much more than a phone. So we didn't get educated on the boundaries of that. So maybe you have an addiction. Maybe there's some kind of scrolling. Maybe it's a part of your arm. It's a part of your hand. It was for me before I went away to my retreat in Guingana, which I shared about on the podcast. So that's one thing. The next thing is, how healthy are your habits when you are on the machine? My teacher in school calls it the machine. He calls the laptop. He calls the phone. He's like, you know, the machine. And I'm like, okay. Like he doesn't use it a lot, right? And I'm not saying you can't. Like my whole business got built on social media and I love it. And I don't think it's negative or bad. However... If we're not using it correctly, anything that isn't used correctly can be bad for you. So I think once you check in with your awareness with, are you addicted? How much are you using it? Now it's time to be like, what are your habits on there? Who are you following? What are you watching? What are you consuming? How is that affecting you? Yo, I have all the questions for you, okay? And I want you to start reflecting right now without the guilt, okay? Please do not guilt trip yourself. Don't go into self-pity victim land right now. That's not gonna help you. What's gonna be helpful is a bit of curiosity. Damn, you know what? Yeah, I wonder how much I'm on my phone. I'm fucking on my phone a lot. Shit, yep, mm mm-hmm. I'm not creating content. If you're a business owner, you could be on there to create content, but most of the business owners I speak to are not creating content. They're watching content. They're looking at others. They're comparing themselves. They're looking to the sidelines, right? They're feeling like shit about themselves. They're scared to show up online. They're watching, but they're not creating. Consuming, but not creating, as Gary Vee says. So that's the next point. And now I want to say to you this. If you find that there are unhealthy habits, if you find you're following people that you don't give a shit about following or that don't make you feel good, What are you going to do about it? Okay, what are you going to do about it? Today, even, I just unfollowed and muted post 
from some shit that I was like, why do I follow this? What am I watching? I don't care. I don't want to watch this. So permission to unfollow, permission to mute. If you're on Instagram, this is something you can do. You can mute posts and stories. You don't have to see those people if you don't want to be an asshole and unfollow people. By the way, unfollowing people, it does not make you an asshole. Just FYI, in case you needed to hear that, let me say it again. If you unfollow someone, it does not make you an asshole, right? You're protecting yourself. That is your energetic boundary. Like this is your online field. I have a real field when I'm walking around and hanging out and I get to decide who gets up in my house, who I let into my office, who I let into my life online, you also get to decide that. That is your online field. And if you don't like your timeline online, clean that shit up, okay? So that's it. Now, the next thing I think is important that I was reading about in the research is the filters. Now, I have used filters. And listen, I'm not in the camp to be like, don't use filters. You're ruining women's lives. Listen, do you. It's like saying, don't do surgery. Don't get Botox. Who the fuck am I to tell you what to do with your body? If that makes you feel better to cut the mummy tummy that's hanging and you want to do that, listen, I've thought about that shit too, girl. So you do you. And if you want to use a filter, use a filter. But where this damages us as women, especially young women, older women as well. Look, we worry about getting old and wrinkles and all this shit. So where this damages us is when it gets excessive. You see people using these filters that make your lips bigger and your eyes are green and your fucking eyes are brown. Your skin's a different color. You got freckles now and your hair is purple. And it's like to be funny and fuck around. Cool. But if someone starts and this is a thing, by the way, that only social media has brought Snapchat brought this on. If people start to think that that's what they look like when they look at their phone and they don't feel good without it and now they want to go get surgery or now they will never post on their phone unless there's a filter or worse, people are going into apps that are post-production like editing. That's a world I honestly have never touched or known about, but that is a real thing, my friend. There are people getting apps so that they can make themselves skinnier, cut their waist in, put abs and shit that you can do whatever you want on these apps. And I think that becomes a little bit scary. Imagine you're 16. Your mom said you can finally have a phone and you don't know and she don't know because she's born in the 70s or, you know, 60s or whatever. And now you're following all these young women who are editing their photos, who are using filters who are all about diet culture and like the new thin is in. What the fuck is this heroin chic? I'm sorry, heroin chic does not, that doesn't even, those words don't even match, number one. And that's a new thing. And now your 16-year-old is over here following this, watching this, thinking this is it. This is how I have to look. This is what I have to, I mean, we already do that socially, tribalism. We already do that in high school, Never mind now on social media. And so for that for that, we were not prepared. We were not prepared for AI that's like altering our image. We were not prepared. Who did I hear say this once? I think Amy Porterfield or Jenna Kutcher, one of those women, were saying we were not prepared for 10,000 followers to criticize our post. We were not prepared for 5,000 of your followers to comment on a photo you put up. I have 60-something thousand followers. I was not prepared to have 60,000 people comment on something that I put up on the internet. Now, doesn't mean I should allow their comments to affect me. I don't, and thank God I don't have any crazy trolls or pe people are really nice to me, and I appreciate you. Please keep being nice to Erica. Thank you very much. But if I didn't, that's a lot, right? Like when these celebrities post something and people are rude to them, that's a lot of people coming at you at once that we weren't used to back in our village days of 150 tribe members. 
50,000. Like that's shit we're not used to. So that's where I am shifting a bit. Wow. Who educated that teenager? Wow. Who educated her mother? No one did. No one was ready for what this is. And what I want to say to you in this episode is I want you to start getting ready for what this is. Do what you need to do to prepare yourself to deal with this beast that is social media, because it does not have to be a dilemma. I still believe that. It does not have to be negative. We don't have to be worried about this horrible platform that's ruining young women. That doesn't have to be like that. I go on Instagram and I get fucking inspired. And I hope when people come on my page on Instagram or on my Facebook or listen to my podcast or read my book, that that shit is inspiring them, moving them to want to do something awesome with their lives and with themselves and changing their lives for the better. That's what I hope. If you're a creator or you're a business owner, how do you want to make people feel when they land on your social media page? Ask yourself that. How do I want to make people feel? Do I want to look perfect and amazing and beautiful 24-7 so when someone gets on my page, they feel like absolute shit? No. And does that mean I have to dumb myself down and not be beautiful so someone doesn't feel bad? Hell no. But how do you want to make people feel and how do you want to feel when you're following these people you look up to? If you're feeling like shit about yourself, if you're comparing yourself, if you're being bitchy to other women, that's not a good idea. It's not a good vibe. And so if I'm speaking to you and you're a parent, even more so important, my love, for you to school yourself, for you to get real with yourself. Are you addicted to social media? Are you 24-7 on your phone refreshing? Are you scrolling? Are you numbing out watching bullshit? Are you TikToking? Like, where are you at? Are you over-editing photos and using filters because you don't believe you're good enough or pretty enough or whatever acceptable, lovable? Is that what you're doing? And if you're doing that and you're a parent, what do you think the example is that we're leaving our kids, boys or girls or non-binary, it doesn't matter what your, your child, okay? Your child that's watching you, what kind of example are we leaving? Because that's the shit. And so if you don't have a child, what are you doing for yourself? Check yourself. Is this shit helpful? Is it nice? Is it making you feel good? Does it take too much of your time? Social media versus reality. Yo, none of that shit's real. I try my hardest to give people on my social media, even on my podcast, as much real shit that I can. I will share with you when shit's fucked up. I will share when I'm nervous, when I'm scared. I'll share, like I shared when I got off the business chick stage, I did a live and I started crying because I was like, oh my God, I'm, I was fucking scared. I don't think anyone in my audience realized how nervous I was to do that speaking engagement. I don't even know if you know still how nervous I was. I was so nervous. People were like, what, you? I'm like, yo, I wish I had a GoPro every day. I did like three spiritual poos before I got on that stage. I was so scared. I was nervous, nerve-sighted, right? I was excited, but hell yeah, I was nervous about it. I'm trying to share everything. I'm also sharing when I'm like, fuck yes, we're making six figures a month. Hell yeah, I got a new space. I bought a house. Boom, I'm trying to share the good shit too because I want to be an example of what's possible for women, especially women of color who came from where I came from that want to live a fucking awesome life share my amazing sexy ass husband because I want people to know that that's possible. You could have a great man or partner that works on themselves, is conscious, does the work, is incredible. Like I'm sharing as much as I can, but yo, even I don't share everything. You don't get to see all of my life. So imagine someone who's not as vulnerable and open, someone who has perfectionism issues, someone who lacks a lot of confidence. 
like people think the Kardashians are are conceited. I'm like, no, you don't take that many selfies and that many videos and show yourself that much if you're not seeking some kind of validation to heal some kind of wound that you didn't get healed when you were a kid. And no offense to them. They're human. They're women. They're normal human beings. Of course, we're flawed. We all flawed. I'm flawed too. But if we're not careful and we don't start to see things as they are and we don't start realizing that the people we're following are only showing us the happy, go lucky, awesome shit, that's bullshit. They're only showing you total revenue. They're not showing you profit or they're only showing you their happy weekend. They're not showing you when they were home alone, lonely, eating shit, right? And even going further back, why are you even comparing your life to someone on the internet? Let's ask that question, not are they showing you everything? You only see half of what they want you to see. That's like such a symptom. Hold on, reverse, rewind. Why are you comparing yourself to that person on the internet? Let's talk about that. Let's talk about why you're following people that you don't like so you can hate on them. Let's talk about why we think we need to have 10,000 different filters. Let's talk about why we need to tear other women down who use filters. Let's talk about that. Like that's the shit that we need to get to. And if you're interested in looking at this and working through this and finding out how you can positively utilize social media and connections on the World Wide Web, then we need to start with the awareness of what's actually going on. And I want you to get educated on what you need to do. If you do have a problem and you're always on it, if you do feel like you can't connect with people, I mean, what they're doing with Facebook and Meta and like, yo, no comment like that shit. I'm just like... Zuckerberg seems like he's not very social and not a very social person. Now he's going to build his own world so that you don't actually have to really see people in real life and you live in a virtual world. But I'm like, yo, what? Like, what? I don't know about that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know about that. I think human connection is still very important. And so you got to check yourself. That's all I'm saying. And if you have young kids or you have teenagers or kids that are going to become teenagers, my kids, like I said, are five and seven. And I am educating them on this. We are monitoring time. We are making sure these kids get outdoors beyond the screen. We are making sure that at a proper time at night, we allow our circadian rhythms. We allow the light to be down. Blue light, which is the phone light, that shit is not good for us at 7, 8, 9, 10 o'clock at night. It's not. Your brain is thinking, oh, it's time to wake up. You're going to produce cortisol. You're going to be stressed. You're not going to be able to sleep right. Those of us that are scrolling at night, you ain't going to sleep well. I know when I've done that at night, I cannot fucking sleep. And so I think that we need to get educated on what we need to be doing. My husband's using these crazy, he's been using them for a long time, like freaking yellow glasses. They're like sleep glasses. They're not blue light. They're literally like yellow, like 70s yellow tinted. And he wears them all damn day because the light is too bright. And he sleeps so good. It just like by 5 p.m. you put those things on. Ooh, the whole world starts to like get a little bit sleepy. Calm your system down. Doing things, dimming your lights. If you have to use your phone, change the color. You could change the color to like yellow, night mode, dim the brightness. You know, really minimize the use of this shit. There's no emergency at 9 p.m. on Instagram. Okay, even if you sell stuff, I sell stuff. People want to chat with me about my programs. You could wait. You could wait till the morning. When I've gotten up and moved my body and done what I had to do, I don't need a rush 
this like, oh my God, I need it right now. This right now mentality that's happened with this dopamine shit that's going on. So I'm sorry that I'm ranting and schooling you about social media, but I found it really interesting. And I just want to support you if you have an addiction or your kids or somebody you know around social media, number one, just give yourself a break because we didn't get told how to use this. And now just know that it's your, it's your responsibility to empower yourself with the knowledge. It's your responsibility to go, hmm, is this good for me? How much of this do I need? It's your responsibility to set some boundaries and no one's going to teach you how to do that. Unfortunately, I feel like the phone should come with a little manual. I feel like they should be teaching this shit in school now. It's literally could be like a gambling addiction. Your phone is in your pocket 24-7. We need to be able to look into each other's eyes without being on our phone 24-7. We need to be able to get our kids outside in the sun or in the cold, running around, playing. We need to be able to connect and have a small talk or deep conversations with people that we're just meeting in the elevator. It's like we all head down. Neck fucking issues, you know, like, and I love my phone. I love my phone, okay? I love social media. This is not an anti-social media podcast. I fucking love it. I'm just like, how do we do it better? How do we educate ourselves? How do we use it in a way that makes our lives better, makes us feel good, still connects us and supports us with our confidence, supports us with our business and supports us to actually have the freedom and the deep connection that we all desire, Okay, that is it. I love you. I hope that this podcast has put a little bit of info and juice in your mind to get you thinking about things. I'd love to know what do you think about this? Let's have a chat about it. Hit me up on the gram. If you like this episode, share it. If this wasn't for you, if you're like, no, I don't have an issue, send it to a friend. There's a lot of people that got issues with their phone, deleting apps and shit coming back. Instead of doing that, let's get to the root cause, which is how we are using things. Okay? I love you. Have the best week. I'll see you next week on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. I freaking love you. I appreciate you. Thank you for your ears and your energy and your attention. Thank you for letting me into your world. And thank you so much for listening and tuning in to this podcast there are so many podcasts you can listen to, and I deeply, deeply, for real, for real, appreciate you listening to mine. Do me one big favor, one big thing. Please share this episode or this podcast with a woman who you know needs to hear this. This is my mission on planet Earth to serve as many women as possible so that we can show up, stand up, speak up, and create the confidence and the life that we desire. I appreciate you, my love. I will see you on the next episode. 